Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. I hear you. Me too. Oh, I like the beard. Ah, it's a bit out of hand, isn't it? <laughs> Good to see you again. You too. Sorry, it's been a hot minute. I've been yeah. under a sales rock. <laughs> sales rock, yeah. Is that? Hmm. Yeah. Right, about anything uh, you want to share about that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, look, we've had some changes on the team here, which has meant that I'm back in pretty much full-time sales. And, yeah, hunkering down, trying to uh, get us out of a negative cash flow situation, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been challenging, but also kind of like just having that agency to kind of I suppose take the reins in the sales department which sounds like a weird thing to say but like you know just having the agency (laughs) to go like right let's let's go let's get out of this situation and being kind of the person who's best placed just experience wise in the company to do that feels good yeah right certainly don't Want to be a full-time quoting guy, but right now it's what we have to do. So yeah, sure. Kind of just I get that stepping up, stepping up, and stepping in and getting it done. So that's been good. That's been yeah. Right, right. That's why I think I've just been generally a bit overwhelmed. Big and change. Yeah. Big shift. Like I've done this, but that's a weird thing. Like I've done this before, but mm-hmm. not not at the sort of current scale and targets that we're trying to hit right now with the team and the business model we're pushing it is more ambitious than it's ever been before so it's like yeah right so I wouldn't say it's harder it's just a bit more intense yeah that's good how are you going what's happening oh pretty decent last Friday I did end up hiring somebody Awesome. Who I started working and uh, we'll probably talk a little bit more about them in the future. Have a little bit of yep. like a probationary period to discuss new employees, which I think is just good for us and them and okay. figure everything out. Good practice. Yep. Right. And I've already started <laughs> doing projects that I've been wanting to do for mm. a long time, like migrating our blog from Squarespace to Shopify. <laughs> we just tackled that this morning, basically, and they're going through and cleaning up links and mess but it was just like startup you know let's get all the things signed up oh wait let's already tackle this giant headache that i had (laughs) so it's gone well so far that's exciting right yeah hasn't hasn't been i mean it's just started today so it's not been too much but yeah uh i'm excited i think there's a lot of potential for i mean ricky and i are very excited because neither of us where he likes to make stuff. I like to design and make stuff. Mm. And I needed somebody that was a little more keen on keeping things going in a certain way. So that'll be nice. Also does a little bit of sales. So that'll be also great Mm. because uh, not my my, my forte either. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry sorry to hear it. it sounds like a stressful time over on your side and I know we've kind of chatted a little bit privately and it's been tough so I don't know yeah it's there's no good good answer to it other than sell more you know like, <laughs> go yeah, for it 
Just, yeah, no, I am. I am just going for it. And it feels good. And we're making good progress in terms of good. sort of recovery. Early days, like it's hard. Like this week, for instance, I've lost lost some time, which I didn't allow for. Sort of ended up having quite a few business coaching things that kind of all coalesced this week. And then I spent pretty much a whole day on site doing a bit of damage control. We had a job, a custom job kind of where everything went wrong. And it was it wasn't any like mm. lots of people made little mistakes, which is fine. It kind of that happens. But it was just this one yeah. job. All all the mistakes seem to be made on this one job. <laughs> and then the oh, most lovely the, the most lovely, awesome clients. And ah. I just felt ah, terrible for them. Anyway, fair enough right. too. They they got to a point last week where they were like, "Sorry, guys, we've had enough. Like, how do we mm. get out of this?" And I jumped on the phone and talked to them and chatted through it and said, "Yep, fair enough. Let's pull the pin if you want. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'll cover these costs and blah blah blah." Right. Anyway, that, thankfully they came around. They're like, "Cool. Well, we don't want to start again with someone else. So, like, can we progress? Nice. You know, how can we resolve this?" I was like, "Cool. I'll, I can come down next week. I'll be there. I'll finish this off for you." And it's not like anyone else, like anyone on my team, could have done what I did on Wednesday and just go down and finish it off. And but it's just it's that bloody business owner thing like people trust the business owner I think more than inherently right. more than their team unfortunately yep, yep. and so yeah I was in damage control mode and sorted that out the other day and it was great I had a great afternoon on site with the client who's awesome and we had a great time and he helped me and we got the job done anyway cool all that saying good save uh <laughs> I lost a day there. <clears throat> anyway, so I'm a bit behind on where I want to be this week, but generally speaking, right. I've been making really good progress on the quoting stuff and converting jobs and kind of it just, you know, comes back to that classic thing too of like it's hard. I don't know the answer to this. Like if you can find someone to do sales and quoting for your business and you're a design Mm-hmm. custom design business of some sort how do you keep the like the the special source factor of your aesthetic or your kind of design language right. how do you right. keep that flowing through your custom work when you know you wouldn't ideally you want to sort of delegate that and hire it and hire it out um mm-hmm. and i don't yeah as i said i don't know the answer but it's it's a challenge, and it's nice to be doing it all now because I can I can sprinkle the special sauce as much as I like. <laughs> but I'm already thinking about the next stage of like title option. Could, which which bits of this can I delegate, and right. how do you retain that? And like I was watching a Peter McKinnon, you no know Peter McKinnon, the photographer, yep, YouTuber. Yep. I was watching mm-hmm. one of his videos the other day, and he was. Like his editor is often quite present in his videos because he's, he's got a full-time editor. 
and they were talking about how Captain Kirk, they call him Kirk, the editor, how like he'll do the, you know, 90, get the edit 90% of the way there and then he'll like get Pete to look over it and do some little, you know, just sprinkle some special right. sauce. I was like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of putting it. It's like, yeah, that's kind of what it needs is the, yeah. Unless you can create like a McDonald's-esque sales formula where it's like mm-hmm. push this button and pull this lever to this percentage and then you'll get the the like butter, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah. So is it particularly the quality of design that you feel may vary or is it like the interactions or the process? I mean, all of those things can vary, but what's your primary... Is it, is it about the design quality or the design aesthetic or uh, characteristics? Yeah, that's it's tough to keep. Things. Yeah, like I feel like it's I can I can imagine how you'd systematize most of it. It's the mm-hmm. kind of the design essence that I don't know how to tackle. You know, you could make style sheets so that someone could kind of reproduce right. your approach to certain problems, but you can't mm-hmm. sort of make a style sheet for someone <laughs> to be able to have the, you know, just the experience to be able to be on the phone to a client and understand their problem and then solve it right. in real time in a certain way. <laughs> but that's the bit. That's not that it's a specific <laughs> way. It's like... It's seeing an opportunity and sort of coming up with a solution. <laughs> yeah. I've got it. It's, it's, they just have to ask themselves, WWJD, what would Jim do? <laughs> Jim would quote some absurd thing that we've never made before and that would land us in hot water because <laughs> spent too much time trying to work out how to do it later. <laughs> Compared to maybe other design community examples I've been in and I feel like the way you guide a lot of those things as a group or maybe create that collective thought or guidance from some key design person is providing more time where you can go talk about it after the fact. So maybe it's maybe it's guiding in a in a certain way, but then saying, all right, well we'll we'll have a charrette, right? We'll have our little review we'll a, internally we'll and try to come up with the best solution yeah. for you. You use that word ever? Charette? It was nah. always very floated around in architecture school. Where you it, just have it? like a review of Charette. like a review of and to discuss how you design something, I think, if I had to remember yeah, it I'm off sure. the top of my mind. Mm. Yeah, I think it comes back I don't know. to like something I've struggled with like the entire time of being a a business owner is like I'm so my processes are fairly intuitive and I don't necessarily know why I do things. Same when I was on the tools, I was like always struggled to communicate like why I did something a certain way because it was just like, oh, but that's how I do it and that's how it feels right. And that's similar with the design. It's like I don't know why I problem solve something like that. It's just like design, like design problem solving is so... 
tangential, like you're picking these tiny little references from your all of your experience and throwing, mashing them together and go, oh, yeah, right. let's do that. Let's get a sex bolt from I mean, do you a have chain like a de- ring on a Do you have a like a design language guide, right? No. Probably need one of those, hey? Maybe that's, maybe that's, I mean, it feels weird in force, but it's like, it could give some form of guidance if if this is key and, and a good you know, like if people are um, not choosing quotes that other people have gone through with or something, and at some point you've realized, oh well, they're here for what we've done in the past, and mm. they're not getting that. It's like something has to distill it, I suppose. If that's what is creating a successful solution, I don't know. Just thoughts mm. of some kind of like not a decision matrix necessarily but like <laughs> oh we use fillets instead of sharp corners i don't know like that's a weird yeah. example yeah like that yeah that stuff's easy easy enough like it's work to document all of that and decide right. on right. what the lb standard fillet is we've done a bit of that like and josh sure josh who does all of our fusion detailing is pretty you know he's, he holds a lot of that sort of butter aesthetic in his head and some of it's documented of like this is the standard fillet we use on this sort of thing and blah 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 blah. that stuff's kind of easy to document it's the sure yeah like something i've found being back in quoting land is you know we've got some new targets around like what percentage of our custom work we want to be air quotes ideal Ah. like to sit right within this these parameters of the ideal job and we're like cool we've current previously only about 30 percent of our custom work has been ideal and we want to get that to 60 percent in six months and then like 80 percent in 12 months so that the majority of our custom work flows easily through our systems and we know how to build it and how to quote it and it's what people know us for right and it's interesting being back in quoting about like how how much potential there is to steer a lead towards the ideal job as well. Because, you know, they've, at some point they've seen our staff, most most leads, and have, have been attracted to that in some way. And mm-hmm. even if they don't know what they want, they'll come to us, sometimes they'll come to us with a non-ideal sort of solution or aesthetic or materiality, and it's it's been really good to sort of be back here and be like oh yeah no i can just propose this and talk to you about why this is going to work better and for the most part that's been Mm -hmm. really effective um it is interesting you bring that up because where i was just going through a lot of that introduction to the quoting Mm -hmm. process and there you know questions about like how do you how do you know which ones are going to be good it's like Mm -hmm. Uh, seven years of saying yes or no, I guess, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I think you've done a lot better at, like you've talked about trying to systematize quoting, whereas I think a lot, while we have a pretty good database of like materials and pricing options, there's nothing really that systematizes it all that well in, in the quoting software we use or, or anything really. It just, it's not systematized and I obviously would like that because training somebody new to it would be a lot easier, but it just makes quoting easier in general too. Like, and 
regardless of design aesthetic or any of those options, you still have to do the work. And honestly, in a certain way, I'd, I would just like it to be, I did stumble on a new quoting engine thing, a couple of them lately that seem like they could have potential, but they're always usually targeted towards one side or the other of our, what we do, which is, you know, it's a nesting software for laser cutters, basically, that can quote, or it's a software for like only lathe or mill parts and they don't ever usually cross over <laughs> and i found one that did a little bit and didn't get a response when i contacted them so maybe we'll look more into that as we go forward but i don't know i'm interested when you open the sort of you know because it can be really sort of eye-opening when you comes to showing someone else your process or trying to teach oh, someone yeah. else your process like did it right. was, did has it has it shocked you sort of opening the can of worms on some of this stuff <laughs> i've done it a few times ricky's taken over you know quoting a little bit when i'm gone I, yeah when we we're in a slower periods he's done a few of them and i think what's so eye-opening is i mean you deal with probably some similar stuff is the way they, that we have formatted the inquiries into Airtable is not mm -hmm. very well formatted. Yeah. And it's always been a struggle for me with, with Airtable is it's a ton of data, but it's not like prioritized necessarily in the correct way to like easily digest it, to catch all the little nuances. Oh, their deadline yeah. is this. Like, yeah. and so I think that's, that was the biggest gut punch of like, Hmm. Yeah, this is kind of hard to explain, you know, like how this all works. And and then add to the factor of like I was just saying, it's, you know, you take one kind of a pride of like you feel like you have a good system, but really if you can't explain it in 15 minutes, is it is it anything, yeah, yeah. you know, like or just a bunch of information spread around and you've got to know where to look for all of it, so. Hopefully, we will work through something better. I don't know what that's going to be, but with somebody else involved with it, I think it's got to get better to in learning it probably because I basically, you know, gaslit myself for seven <laughs> years or whatever <laughs> into like works, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your stack at the moment? You go from fill out, do you start and fill out? No, I tried that, but they have a limit on upload size size of files i think i think it's like oh, 20 okay. megs so hmm. i just kept with the air table goes air table and then auto emails the customer and our fresh desk the same thing mm -hmm. so then we can reply to it from fresh desk yeah and then we try to get files if they didn't get them those get a reviewed in some way probably downloaded put into fusion or rhino or whatever pdf yeah. and then if it all looks good, we send a quote through Quotient. And from there, if they accept the Quotient, it turns into a project inside Airtable, which is not the same thing, but we connect them as to the RFQ. Yeah. And then from there, we're just kind of done, just email and oh, invoicing happens in zero. So there's, there's yeah. a lot of steps. A kind of quote calculation held. Is that in? In, in Quotient. Yeah. yeah. And then, because it, it'll tabulate, right, in the quote, and depending the, on what they choose. The behind-the-scenes calculations, like stuff 
your estimation that the customer oh. doesn't see? Like, where is that data held? Don't see your head, please. No, 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 no. It's in a field inside the RFQ record called notes, usually. Yep. Yep. So, any kind of important things that can't be uh, digested or easily put into, like if it's like some calculation of time, and I might make some private notes inside quotient of like, oh, it's seven minutes apart or something, you know, like, but oh, it would yeah, be nice. Yeah, you can it's really not suited for what we're doing. Kind of, yeah. I would love to... F- I think the whole thing could be blown up and made better, but I'm also trying to not mm. spend a ton of time on that anymore, but it still happens. I know. Yeah, that's something I'm struggling with. Is like I've just got, I'm trying to hit my quoting target every week, but every time I start a new quote in Quotient, I get distracted by like, oh, this template needs to be better. Or, yes, I need to fix that. <laughs> line of copy <laughs> right right <laughs> and just yep. have to be like really disciplined to s- stop and actually just keep quoting instead of like spinning right. off into template improvement land which i know will make right. it all easier and faster for me but i'm just kind of s- struggling through at the moment with like cool just get it done get the quote right. out i'll come back to this and refine it at some point something i, I did start messing around with was i started a new chat in GPT-4 and was like, oh, cool. Oh. oh, and was like, and oh, no, hit this <laughs> week in chat GPT. <laughs> hit the corner. I've been waiting for that one. Nice. Started a new chat and I was like, cool. I do, I produce my quotes in Quotient. These are kind of the key steps and the key fields that I have, I'm outputting in terms of step one, step two, contents of the quote, blah, blah, blah. And then I send a quote introductory email and then I send a follow-up text message saying, hey, Justin, I've sent you a quote. Text message. Let me know if you've got any questions, blah, blah, blah. And people don't read their emails. And anyway, told GPT all of this. And I was like, cool, what are the parameters that I need to give? Now, give me a list of variables so that I can start a new quote and all I need to give you is like, what it is, what it's made from, what the finish is, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And then you spit out all of the copy for each section of this quote for me, including like right. the follow the introductory email and the text message. And that's that's got legs, I reckon. It'd be awesome to like get super smart on it and connect it with an API. But at this stage, I'm just copy and pasting that in. But I reckon... Mm-hmm. I, I haven't, yeah, I still need some more refinement so that it's spitting out exactly what I want. And this is kind of leads me to some of the stuff that's starting to frustrate me about chat GPT and any of them. It's kind of, you can build, <laughs> you can build these really nice robot, robust prompts that work well once, but then if you come back to it and keep like the, the drift of the kind of short term memory drift of it, it getting distracted and right. l- losing certain details or adding stuff that wasn't there before. But but that's been good, like just trying to find some efficiencies, I suppose, because one of the biggest things I've found myself doing is kind of putting less time than I used to into the actual calculating of the quote and more time into the communication right. of like what it is and why it's valuable. Hmm. 
So we're just basically just copywriting. Interesting. And really trying to refine my copy in the quote and in the email and stuff like that. So Yeah. Hmm. Mm. That's interesting. I want to go back to what do you send text messages from that their quote is updated? Like your own phone? Uh, yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a one-on-one sales experience. So like if you switched, you don't really like switch people mid-process. So it's like if they're working with you, they're working with you the whole time. And and we so then to... that's how they get in touch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once their job's approved, at some point they're going to be chatting to Jay in operations and they're going to be chatting to Josh as he details it. So there is handover. But I think I've had feedback from clients that they want us to be more accessible and available. And Mm -hmm. so as part of my new sort of sales push, I am making it more personal. I'm like, this is my mobile number. I'm texting you from my mobile Let's chat. And then I'm trying every every quote. I started doing this about a year ago and it kind of just slipped out of our system, but pretty much every sort of custom quote, I'm trying to do a screen capture video sort of talking through, mm. here's what I've drawn up, and this is why, and this is option B, and that's why I've done that option for you. It's like one to two minutes, and then that gets yep. attached as a link within Quotient. And I've had really good feedback on that. Like yeah, I can see that being pretty effective. effective. Yeah. I don't know. I've done a couple more answers to questions via video. It's funny because it's like, you know, whether it's like quote related or just somebody asking about like fusion or how do you run this on the CNC, it's actually just typically easier to respond via video than typing it all mm. out. Oh and my it God. Yeah. Tends to get a better reaction too, which is like yeah. <laughs> win win. Yeah, well, I'm really encouraging yeah. Josh, Josh to do it too with, when we're doing like final production drawings in Fusion and he's at the point where he's handing, like he's trying to get client approval so we can get it on the machine. Right. I'm like, yes, you could produce a sort of architectural-ish tech drawing in Fusion right. with all the dimensions on it, which is important to get dimensional sign-off, but, you know, most clients don't aren't trained in reading drawings like that. Mm-mm. I hate I hate drawings like that. Like, just give them, go and record a video, right. take your five minutes, and you'll, you know, you'll have the equivalent of thousands of words of sort of information in a very short, efficient period of time. It's transcribed too, usually, right? Yeah, usually badly transcribed by the AI, but I have been using some of those transcriptions, feeding the video transcription back through GPT to get like quote summary or to help sort of inform that introductory email right. as well, which is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. My GPT of the week is actually been a couple of weeks now. Have you used custom instructions? Yeah. Yeah, we've been using that for a while. I found that to be really useful to stop doing the things like, dear so-and-so, I hope this <laughs> finds you well. And I always have to like tell it, no, that's the worst way that, to email anybody. This is in the 1800s. So, and so it, you it's it? basically alleviated. My normal, how would you like it to respond is, my normal writing tone is non-corporate, mostly informal. 
never start with dear or I hope this finds you well. I don't yeah. sign off with any final word or phrase. I prefer short, succinct writing over extra language. Only one explanation point per 100,000 words. <laughs> which is like a, a thing I heard a guy say one time in a podcast. I was like, I like that. I'm not that excited about anything. And then the, what do you want it to know to provide better? I kind of took some of that stuff I kept putting in to make like a business AI version. And I just put that into the top field, which is what do you want it to know to provide better responses. And yeah, it's definitely helped it. Like, you know, if I ask it a question, I don't have to give it so much preface anymore. And you can mm. just keep updating that rather than having to keep going back to the same thread, which, you know, the thread's nice too, but. It's good, isn't it? I mean, you can put 1500 characters, which is decent. It's not as much as I'd like. I think I'd like <laughs> you know, 1500 right. words in those. Right, in I'm those. almost there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I do keep coming back to my recycled threads because they've got way more context in them. But, and it would be nice right. if you could inject those custom instructions into the old threads, which I don't think it does. Like, I think it only works on no. brand new right. chats. Yeah. But it is good. Like, I've you, got, could, you go. You could copy it, I guess. I just thought of this and, like, upgrade the thread. You could say, all right, learn these new things. Yeah. Um, no, totally. But. I've I've done that with some of mine. I've just kind of started again with and put the original context back in, which is good. But yeah, no, I find it useful because you know I've always even just little things like GPTs always uses American spelling. So I was like, use. I tried saying use Australian English, and it was like, here you go, mate, bloody. Hell, mate. <laughs> and, what, do you, um, what do you mean? Isn't that so how you normally talk? <laughs> so I had to correct it and say use British English, please. <laughs> British, um, British, British. But I, my my custom instructions are like I want your unfiltered perspective and, and insights. Don't hold Ooh. back. Don't warn me Copy about the limitations that. of AI. Blah blah blah. Have opinions. But yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> oh, did, have you tried the uh, every answer you give is like life changing or, or like what was it? You oh, need to threaten it, it or reward oh, it. That's a great oh, I need idea. to I need to threaten it. We do now. I found that to be less effective lately than it used to be because you used to be able to like get them to do just about anything if you just kept asking, right? Like it'd be like, <laughs> you know, I, I really need to find out this thing. I can't help you. I think oh, you can. I know no, you can do it. Gosh. You did it last week. Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> and now it's like, <laughs> I can't do it. I really can't. Yeah, I've. it's definitely, yeah, the models have definitely shifted being become more conservative, I reckon, which is a pity. Like, I, you, so much more fun when they have character. Like these these things, these systems. Yes, they could be exploited probably in terrible ways. But imagine if they were all completely uncensored, they'd be incredible. Right. Well, I mean, even like both Bard and and GPT or ChatGPT used to allow you to browse the web, and now both have been completely shut off. Like you can't do. Yeah, either it's frustrating, huh? and, and Bard in particular just feels so ridiculous. Like it can't search any of the Google stuff. Like it can't Google <laughs> search, which is just like, well, wait, what? Isn't that what yeah. you are? It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. Um, big big news for for me here. Can you see over my shoulder what what's sitting here? Mm -hmm. Bamboo. 
Did you get another one? Uh, went to. I wish. I wish at this <laughs> point. This is its first major like issue we've had. I think other than some like filament not feeding because of the <gasps> roll size before we upgraded it. But uh oh, I fed in one of our normal filaments to print one of our tool tag towers last night, and it's been incredibly warm here. Like. 41 celsius 105 fahrenheit and i mean currently it's 87 in the shop and it's you know mm -hmm. 140 in the afternoon it's actually doing a lot better the last two days have ended ricky's been working early but have ended with like 95 degrees in the shop and it's just it's like we're it's taking warm. more breaks but it's definitely slowing things down i think that the filament has gotten too soft mm. and when it goes in or something it's changed because we've printed this stuff for months it's pla and it just like created a ball past where the feeder roll things oh. and the extruder oh, were and it couldn't go in or out and it couldn't cut it yeah. i couldn't melt it so i had to take the whole thing apart which wasn't that bad oh. but i lost a screw lost a screw oh. yeah like 10 o'clock at night last night found it in the back of the machine put it all back oh. together had an extra thing an extra tip, nozzle. Yep. Went to print. Nothing came out. And so, yeah. brought it in here to start working on it, and it basically did the same thing again. So, at this point, I'm I've overnighted new a whole new assembly because it seems to be just turning filament into balls inside of mm. the center of it instead of going through. But you oh, know. Yeah. Makes you, every time this happens, I'm always like, why don't I have a redundant printer, you know? But. Yeah, did you, you got rid of both your Prusas. I have the Prusa. The, pro, the problem, which we're probably going to do today, we have a part to send out by like probably Monday, mm. the mm. latest, but it's just like twice as long and nothing sliced and ready. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it'll work, but just got to spend some time rather than just going print. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, bugger. Right. Not good, man. We have so the whole right. is it like the whole hot end assembly that you're getting shipped? Yeah. So they they come in parts and then also a couple of the things can come as assemblies, which is like the nozzles and assembly potentially with a little fan and the heat sink and the wires. Yeah. And then the extruder assembly, I want to say, which is like the part above it, which has the gears and pulleys and tensioner thing yeah. is where I think the problem is. It seems that something's happening in there that's, it looked clean. I cleaned it all out too. Like it didn't look like there's any marring or anything, but it doesn't like it anymore. So I'm going to hopefully try to clean it out once more and see if that gets it. But yeah. it's always the weather, man. With the printers for me. Yeah, bugger. No good. Right. Yes. It's everything. It's check, 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 check. and stuff. Check, 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 check. Right. I'll be at that event next week. <gasps> so Damn I don't you. know if I'll have time, but are you, you're coming, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. Da, 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 da. Oh, start now. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Uh, the DSI Fusion Summit 
Cool. Um, so it'll be nice. It'll be nice little time off ish, I guess. A couple days. So we'll see. Fusion I think we'll probably vacation. get something recorded, but we'll find out. Our favorite right. kind of vacation. Fusion yeah, based. Fusion vacation. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Yep. I got. Well, it's also getting warm in here, so probably about time two, to turn the AC back on there. Yeah, get your AC back on. I've got two thirds of my weekly quote output to finish today, or Friday. So I'll go and crack on with that. Do it. Right. Cool. Right, right. All right. Good yeah, to chat. Yeah. Good to chat. Thanks, man. Yep. Take care. Yep. Bye.